with cotton, learning the agony and the ecstasy, we have a Bryce in the, uh, on our daft, we learned, these are the things that an avail is not allowed to do. The Bryce lists all the things, including he's not allowed to learn Tanakh and Chumah and Mishnah and, and Medrash and all these things, not allowed to learn. Says Rashi, the reason that they, you can't learn these things is because honey, it's because they bring joy. But we learned yesterday in Rashi in Sukkah that even though we're not allowed to do all these things as an ovel, that's laharot kavod meitor, that's to show honor to the dead person. But but one's not obligated to to have tsar. So why is one allowed to learn, not allowed to learn to learn Torah? So we've got to understand a very important principle here, the difference between pursuing simcha and avoiding tsar. They're two different things. Uh, and, and what we have on uh, on, on the in Hilchot Avel says Rashi, you don't have to be mitzair yourself. You don't have to cause yourself pain and sadness and discomfort. The reason you don't wear leather and you don't wash yourself, that's, an, that's because of respect for the dead person. That's not to cause you tsar. You don't have to cause yourself tsar. There's enough tsar for the Avel in the loss. Tsar is a, an emotional reality for an Avel. It's not a halakha. There's no law you've got to have tsar. If you're happy that the dead person died, then you're happy. There's no, there's, there's, there's no din that you've got to be sad. Sadness is the norm. You know, one is normally sad. But what you're not allowed to do is pursue simcha. Why aren't you allowed to pursue simcha? Because that wouldn't be in honor of the dead person. Or the other reasons that we learned for Avelut yesterday, that wouldn't, that doesn't facilitate doing tshuva if you're busy pursuing simcha. Um, so, so, so these are the things that, uh, for, for which one, at, at this is the time during which one doesn't pursue simcha, but one doesn't have to pursue tsar either. And learning Torah is a, a source of simcha. So there's such joy in the learning of Torah that that takes one's mind off the things that one's supposed to be thinking about during the time of, um, of Avilut. We had a Gemara in Tainis, Taflamid. There are three Gemaras we've got to look at, and Tosfot really compares these, these three Gemaras. That's how we, uh, we're aware of them. I've described to you before, many times before, the importance of Tosfot and what Tosfot does that Rashi doesn't do is bring together all the sources we need in order to know what's going on here. So he, he co- converges all the different pieces in, in, in Shas. So to understand this Gemara, we've also got to look back in Tiny Staff Lamed Aleph, where we said, Kol mitzvot got ba'avel, no, I got ba'tishubav. Whatever an avel is not allowed to do, a tishubav is exactly the same. And it goes through all the things. Va'asuli, krot, ba'atarab, b'nevim, b'tavim, l'shanot, b'mishnah, b'tam, b'medr, same thing, you're not allowed to learn Torah on tishubav. But the Gemara there adds, "Aval korehu b'makom she'enu ragil likrot v'shoneh b'makom she'enu ragil lishanot." You're allowed to learn something you haven't learned before, says Rashi. The kivan deloyada itle tsara, because if you're learning something you don't know, there's tsar. That's agony. Everybody thinks you learn that it's easy to learn. It's not easy to learn when you haven't learned it before. If you take a piece of Gemara that you've never learned before, that you haven't learned recently and you start to learn it, it takes hours before you start enjoying it. 
This is one of the things we're not teaching people, we're not teaching our children, we're not teaching yeshivas, hazorim, bedima, berina, yitzaru, that to reap the, the thrill of learning, you've got to invest a lot of painful effort in learning. It, and it's in all things in life, it's not just in learning, in learning it's, it's amplified, but it's in all things in life. If you want the joy of feeling fit, you've got to invest the effort of working out. If you want the joy of mastering information and knowledge, you need to invest the effort of, of acquiring that knowledge and information. If you want the joy of making a lot of money, then you've got to invest the effort of working very hard for that money. There's very little except winning lottery tickets, which is not the way the world is built the, um, to, to win lottery tickets. That's a very unusual thing. The norm is hazarim bedima You put in effort and you get out reward. And in Torah, it's even more so. You've got to put the effort into the learning. Learning without effort doesn't bring that thrill. It doesn't bring that passion, that excitement. Um, and therefore, you're allowed. And avil and on and on, you, and on Yom Kippur, you can learn things. You and on Tishabov, you can learn things you haven't learned before. All the Gemara says in Tainis, you can learn iyov and dvarim haram bad things, things that make you sad. Again, not because you have to be sad, because you have to pursue sadness, but at least then you don't get the joy of learning. And the third source is the Yerushalmi, where the Yerushalmi says, Tani Avel, Avel Shonehu B'makom She'enu Ragil, the Yerushalmi also brings that. You may learn something that you're not familiar with, because that's not easy, that doesn't bring Simcha, until you get into it. But Tanin, and also Cain, Im Hayalahut Achar HaTorah Mutar, what an amazing piece of Yerushalmi. And if you are craving for Torah, if you run after Torah, if you thirst for Torah, you can learn, you're allowed to learn it. Nobody says you've got to die of thirst and when, when you're in Avil. And the Beis Yosef brings that Yerushalmi and says, poskim, but it's not in the poskim. That, that heter. And I suppose it's not in the poskim because there are not that many people who can put themselves in that situation and say, I'm lahuta Torah. I can't exist without the Torah. But one such person was the Ragachova, who used to learn when he was in Avelis and on Tisha B'av, he used to learn. And people used to say to him, how can you do that? The Ragachova was the Rov in, in, in Vinsk uh, before the war. This is, this is recent times. There were two great lights in, in Dvinsk. There was the Or Sameach, Simchen, there was uh, the Ragachova. And the, um, the Ragachova used to learn, and they asked him why, and he said, because there's a din, you're not allowed to wash your hair, and Ovel can't wash his hair. But if you've got fleas in your hair, you can. You don't have to sit there with fleas. So the same here. You're not allowed to learn Torah, but if you, if you itch when you're not learning Torah, you don't have to sit the whole day and itch. I do it to relieve my pain, my pain of not learning Torah. And in that, in that Raga Chava, it's really important. Another such an important life principle. What you're passionate about is not the things you pursue. Those are the things you want or you desire. What you're passionate about are the things you can't live without. That's what you've got to check. If you want to know your passion, whether it's a passion for another person or it's a passion for an activity or for a place. If you're passionate, you can't live without it. If you're passionate about Torah, you can't live without it. It says that I get shava. There's no chiv that I'm not allowed to live. I can't live without Torah. It's not a possibility for me. But it's not brought in the poskim, says the base Yosef, clearly because that's not something which is, which is the norm. So that, those are two. So, the, the, so these principles are really important. There's a difference between pursuing joy and, and, um, and avoiding and avoiding suffering. You're certainly allowed to avoid suffering. There's no din of suffering when you're an Ovil or even on Tisha B'av, but particularly in the case of an Ovil, there's no din of suffering. Uh, there's enough suffering as it is. 
but but we don't pursue joy. What about learning Torah? Torah is incredibly joyful. Well, not if you're learning something you haven't learned before. That's not joyful, and you can do that. And if you're like the Ragatrova, you you can't live without Torah, then you're also allowed to learn Torah. Very important, beautiful tosis on, on this. The tosis, but it's also interesting because we see from this tosis who the author of the tosis on Moed Cotton is. Tosis are all are all written anonymously. So it's just uh, a lot of scholarship has gone into working out who the Baalei Tosfos of the different Masechtas are. Here Tosfos gives us a hint for Moed Cotton. And he says, My grandfather, Rabbeinu Yitzchak. So this is written by the grandson of Ri, of the Ri Hazaken. Ri is a great-grandson of Rashi. And the grandson of Ri is Rabbeinu Boruch ben Rabbeinu Elchonon. Ri had a son called Rabbeinu Elchonon who died in Ri's life, probably Al-Kiddush Hashem, that he was killed. And this Rabbeinu Elchonon and his son, Rabbeinu Boruch ben Rabbeinu Elchonon, were experts in the Yerushalmi, by the way. Rabbeinu Tam started encouraging the Yerushalmi to be a source of halacha, to learn the Yerushalmi and, and use it as a source of halacha, Recontinued that. And Rabbeinu Elchonon became an absolute expert in in Yerushalmi, and Ri often quotes his son. When it comes to Yerushalmi, he quotes his son, who's the expert, and Rabbeinu Baruch is the son of this Rabbeinu Elchanan. And he writes that Ri wrote about his uncle Rabbeinu Tam, and also his Rebbe, that Rabbeinu Tam, when he was an Ava, learned nothing, not even Eov in these things. Because it doesn't say here you can. In our Gemara, in Tainis, it says on Tishabov you can learn those things, but here it doesn't say that. So, as an Ovo, maybe you're not allowed to learn anything. But Ri says that when Rabbi Natam was old, he changed his mind. And he started learning other things. And then he brings the same Yerushalmi. And then at the bottom he says, um, he's going into me, it seems to imply that Yerushalmi, when it says you may learn something as an Avil that you have not learned before, seems to imply that's all you can learn. But you can't learn uh, things like um, like Eov and and Yirmiyah and so and so on. And then he goes on to say, And re brings another proof from uh, from Daf Tesvov that it seems that you can't learn anything at all. Only thing you can't learn is something. That brings you simcha. And it, it, it's interesting, the question is asked on the Yerushalmi. When the Yerushalmi says, You can learn. And the question is asked, it's brought in the name of, of, the, um, of the old Geir Rebbe, the, uh, the Beis Yisrael. The Beis Yisrael was the Geir Rebbe who brought Geir to Eretz Yisrael and established the Geir dynasty in Eretz Yisrael. I met him many times. It's, it's uh, just he was an amazing person to be in the presence of. Uh, you really felt, we've talked about it before, how sometimes you with somebody and you feel, although you're not in the presence of Hashem, you can clearly see they are. And you're with them. So you know Hashem's around there too. You just felt that the, the being in the, in, in the presence of, of Hashem, of piercing eyes, and he looks right through you and gets you and just understands everything. An amazing person, the basis role. And the basis role says, why does the Yerushalmi have to say that if you're crazy about Torah, it's mutter? Okay, you're crazy about Torah, so learn Eiv. 
learn Moed Katun, learn Hilchot Havilut. They're things learn about the uh, the Churban Beis Hamikdash. They're things that you can learn if you Lahutachara Simcha. Says the Beis Yisrael, the most amazing thing, and we see it elsewhere as as well. There's a piece of Rashi's Chokmah I was learning just this morning that if there's no Simcha in your mitzvah, particularly Limud Torah, it doesn't count. It's not it's not Limud Torah. That's unbelievable that Simcha is a condition of Limud Torah. Now again, we see clearly from our sugya that, if, that when you start learning a new piece, there's not simcha, but you're learning in order to get to the point of simcha. But if there's no joy in the, in the limud Torah, that's not called limud Torah. doesn't mean you're not being mekayim any mitzvah at all. Of course you are. You're learning Torah. You're connected with Torah. You're, you're, you're gaining knowledge in Torah. But that's not limud Torah. Limud Torah is when it's such that you can't live without it. That's when we talk about Torah being like water and the, the Jew being like a fish in water. That's what it, it's real that. It's not just metaphorically. It's, that's how one has to feel. If one doesn't feel that way about the Torah, then one's not into it yet. And so the, the Beis Yisrael, the, the Geir Rebbe says, Im Torah, if, you're, if you're craving Torah, it doesn't help to learn miserable things that make you sad. That's not Limud Torah. You heard it with Tishabov, maybe that's Hilkus Tishabov. But that's not Limud Torah. Limud Torah is Dafka what makes you joyful. And you can see that all the things that you're not allowed to do is because they make you joyful. So for ordinary people who are not passionate about Torah, they learn every day and it's fine and it's wonderful and great, but they're not passionate. They can live without it. If a day goes by without Torah, they don't get into depression. The Ragachova, if a day would have gone by without Torah, he would have been terribly depressed because that sustained him, that gave him Chayut. the uh, and and says says the Gera Rebbe, so it's not an option to learn sad things for somebody who's lahuta Torah. And the Ragachova couldn't just say, "Well, I'm lahuta Torah, so let me learn some uh, some eov." That wouldn't work. He needed to learn noshim and azikim and kodshim. He needed to learn something that that if he's going to learn Torah, if he's allowed to learn Torah because he's lahut, because it's like the fleas in his head, then it's got to be Torah that brings him simcha. It's got to be Torah that 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 uplifts him and that that uh, that generates energy into you. It gives you some kind of, I mean, the, the principles of life we learn from this piece, the idea of the pursuit of simcha versus the avoidance of tzah, the idea of passion is that which you cannot live without. Passion is not that which you pursue. Passion is that which you cannot live without. And the third thing is the idea of, of the simcha of Torah being an integral part of what limud Torah is. And unless one's working with simcha in Torah, then one isn't really there. And that's what one has to try and get to to that level. And there is no other way to get to that other than through the itle tsara, through the tsara, the, the effort, the pain of effort that there is. It's exactly it's exactly like working out. You're not going to get the benefit unless you push until you can't anymore, until your muscles are aching, until you're out of breath. You're not getting the full benefit of it. And the same it is with learning. You've got to get to that point of muscle failure, of being out of breath of your learning because you're putting that kind of effort into it. And then, as a result of that, comes the simcha and comes the joy, which is, uh, which is truly Torah. So to try and make yourself opportunities that you should have a seder, whether it's once a week or it's once a month or it's once a year, something where you spend enough time on a piece of Gemara that you can get so deeply into it that you come to the point of of wow, and we learned on Shabbos the Mitzudas Tzion, the Mitzudas David of En Simcha in Mishle Tesvov, En Simcha Kehatarat Safek. There's no joy like the enlightenment that comes from from resolution and revelation. That you start when you're working, things are unsure and you're not clear, and there are all these views and all these different opinions, and it's all a, a foggy mess in your mind.
And then suddenly you get to that point where it all becomes clear. That joy, there's nothing like that joy. But one has to invest the time and the effort to be able to, to get to that joy where one comes out with something insightful that one can understand, grasp, and apply in one's life in a way that is relevant.